um, this season is the season of Christmas. So everybody look forward to Christmas. I remember that my wife was asking me, um, are we not going to buy Christmas clothes? <laughs> so I was wondering, are you a child? When, when did we start doing Christmas clothes? So she kept disturbing about Christmas clothes. I said, there's no Christmas clothes for adults. <laughs> Hallelujah. So some of us, Christmas means so many things to us. For some, I said instrumentalists, everybody should sit on the white seats. Uh, I mean on the pink seats. I don't want to see anybody there. <laughs> Pastor, why are you laughing? They don't like, <laughs> they don't like participating. <laughs> Hallelujah. Okay, so um, Christmas means quite a number of things to too many people. Um, some people, they call it Dirty December. I don't know if you are familiar with the word Dirty December. <laughs> Pastor, both of us are not familiar with the word, but I'm sure some of them are. <laughs> Hallelujah. It means that I think for some people, they would like to play dirty. They would like to go all out, you know, and do, enjoy themselves, drink alcohol. For those that have not been drinking throughout the year, this is an opportunity for them. You know, it surprised me. A lot of people brought hampers to me. And I was so upset with some of the hampers because they all had alcohol inside them. <laughs> they mixed it up. You know. I was so offended. If one person brought one, I said, I beat you. You are bringing me a gift and I'm beating you. I said, don't, don't you die. Don't drink alcohol. <laughs> and they apologized and went to change it. So it means quite a number of things to different people. I'd have lot to ask what Christmas means to us. But if we do that, you see that many of us will say a number of things. We'll all will say different things. But I want us to begin to look at Christmas a little differently. And I'm going to take us to God's word about the season and what happened to that season. I'd like us to open to Matthew chapter 1 and verse 18. We're going to be reading from the New King James Version, Matthew chapter 1 and verse 18. We'll read all through um, 25. Now, the birth of Jesus Christ are as follows, was as follows. After his mother, Mary, was betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Spirit. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man and not wanting to make her a public example, was minded to put her away secretly. But while he thought about these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take you, Mary, sorry, to take to you, Mary, your wife. For that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. Verse 21. And she will bring forth a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. For he will save his people from his sins. So all this was done that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by the Lord through the prophet, saying, Behold, the virgin shall be with child, and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is translated, God with us. Then Joseph, being aroused from sleep, did as the angel of the Lord commanded him, and took him his wife. And did not know her till she had brought forth her firstborn son. And he called his name Jesus. Praise the Lord. And may the Lord bless the reading of his word in Jesus' name. I also want to use this opportunity to thank those that are worshiping with us online. You're here streaming with us on our various platforms. You're welcome. And my prayer is that the Lord will minister to you even though you're looking through a screen in Jesus' name. So Christmas is a big deal. In fact, for some people, they say 
that it is the best time of the year. I know why it's the best time of the year, because the people spend a lot of time partying, enjoying themselves. A few others use it to reflect on their lives about what happened throughout the year and what they have achieved, may have achieved, or what they may not have achieved. Some people, it's a time of reflection. For some, it's different. Some people feel very bad. A friend of mine posted on her Facebook page that she has never really celebrated Christmas because it's always a horrible period in her life. But in the last two years, she's been trying to find a reason to celebrate Christmas. And she listed the past 10 years, what has happened to her at the end of each year. How she lost a baby, how they diagnosed the one that she even had. It had a very chronic um, ailment. And how she did this, she did that. She listed all the things that have always happened to her during Christmas. Some of them are really very sad until last year. And of course, this year she believes that the Lord has done something that transformed her life. So I know many people have different feelings about Christmas. For some of us, we reflect that our life has been horrible and that things are not going well. Now that everybody is traveling home, I had I like to talk to different people to see what they face. I, I spoke to one of our security guards, and I told him, what's your plan for Christmas? He said um, he's not married, but he has a child, and that he has been hoping that one day he will, go, he will be able to afford to go and visit his son, and that he has not seen his son for five years. You know, so people go through this stuff, you know, and Christmas kind of reminds them about what they are not able to do. But I want us to begin to ask ourselves, in the Bible times, what does God really expect us to do during Christmas? What do we really need to do? In the scriptures, you will discover that we chose this birthday, the December 25th, as the day that marks the birth of our Lord Jesus Christ. And there's this story about how Jesus was born. And there's this, somebody in this, the character in this passage that we may not have been reflecting on. And that is why I have chosen to look at this subject. The Bible said in verse 20, sorry, verse 19, then Joseph, her husband, being a just man. The character Joseph is the person that I would like us to study today. And I've decided to title the subject of this discussion, The Man Joseph. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. You know, we spend a lot of time to talk about um, Jesus. Of course, he's the subject, he's the reason for our living. And then so many talk about Mary because she's the one who gave birth to Jesus. But very few of us look at the man that made the ultimate sacrifice of being there when Jesus was born. Giving the platform to make sure that there was nothing that would interrupt the, the birth of our Lord Jesus Christ. You would notice that during that period, it was just before Jesus was born. So we call it the period of darkness, the 400 BC before God, Jesus was born. That was a time when God was not speaking through angels or through prophets or, you know, people were not having an encounter. So it was a period of darkness. So for you to say that there was a man and he was a just man, it's a very big statement to make because it was a very difficult time for anyone to be just. Praise the Lord. It was a difficult time for anyone to be considered just because everybody was doing what seemed right in his own eyes. And now there are not too many people in the scriptures that the scripture had described as a just man. There are just five persons in the entire Bible that the scripture described as just. The first person is in Genesis chapter 6 and verse 9. I'd like us to read Genesis chapter 6 verse 9. This is the genealogy of Noah. Noah was a just man, perfect in his generation. Noah 
walked with God. So the first person the scripture ever described as just was Noah. The second person, he's not necessarily the second person, but the second person I would like us to look at is somebody in Acts of the Apostles chapter 10 and verse 22. And they said, Cornelius the centurion, a just man, one who fears God and has a good reputation among all the nations of the Jews, was divinely instructed by the holy angel to summon you to his house and to hear the word. So you see that there's another place that someone was described as just, and his name is Cornelius a centurion. And I'd like us to go to Mark chapter 6. And verse 20. Mark chapter 6 and verse 20. We're going to see the third person. For Herod feared John, knowing that he was a just and holy man, and he protected him. And when he heard about him, so you see that John the Baptist was described also as a just man. And then in Matthew chapter 27. And verse 19. Matthew 27 and verse 19. While he was sitting on the judgment seat, Pilate, his wife sent to him, saying, Have nothing to do with that just man, for I have suffered many things today in a dream because of him. So our Lord Jesus was also described as a just man. These were the only five persons in the entire scripture described as just. So it seemed to me that it was a difficult thing to find just men. What is the definition of a just man? A just man is one who has been set right or justified in his relationship with God. A right relationship with God can only be established with a correct understanding of his character and an acceptance and reflection of that in our own life. So a just man is the one who has been set right in his relationship with God. Joseph was described as a just man. And I ask, why was Joseph described as a just man? Because he was indeed a just man. And when you think about when God was considering bringing Jesus to earth, you will wonder why he would choose someone or the kind of person that he wanted to choose to bring for Jesus. It was no ordinary man that could carry out that assignment. So in our looking at Christmas, let us begin to reflect that Christmas is a season for God to do something big. Praise the Lord. Have you wondered that it is the time that precedes for the church, the word for the year? Praise the Lord. Because it's supposed to be a time when we prepare that God is about to do something. Rather than being carried away with the dancing and the singing and the, and the parting and all the things that people will do, let us begin to reflect and say, to ourselves, if God has not done anything for you from January till that December, that God is about to do something. Praise the Lord. And it's not something ordinary. That is why each time the word of the year comes, yes, we do the word of the year on the 31st of December. I know many senior pastors announce it, you know, 1st of January. But let me ask you, do you think that that word came at that time. It is something that many of them, like our senior pastor, would have gone through the period of preparation, a period of seeking God's face. While we are busy parting, somebody is sitting down, waiting on God to speak for the next year. And then when this word comes, what do we do with it? What do we do with it? What do we know about Joseph? They said here that Joseph is a just man. And we would say that for someone that we know to be a carpenter, there is nothing that is just about such a man. 
I don't know if you have related with a carpenter before. And a carpenter is a word that is used to describe people that uh, work with their hands. Praise the Lord. Have you had to deal with someone that works with his hands? Let's say, for instance, your tailor. I used to see um, pictures on the internet about somebody during Christmas period with cane standing next to his tailor. I don't know how many of you have seen, <laughs> seen that picture. Uh, have you given a carpenter a, a job to do and see what he did? I remember when I was moving into, into where I live now some two years ago. I met a friend of mine who I had not, I had not seen for so many years. And he told me he was now doing carpentry work. And I used to like him. We were friends. So I wanted to support the job that he was doing. And I told him that he's going to do all the furniture in my house. From the bed frames to my table, office table that I wanted to have in my house to my living room. Everything. And he told me that that was like a prayer answered by God. And that after I gave him the contract, he went back to the church, told his wife, and they prayed and thanked God. But you don't want to know the story behind. (laughs) Hallelujah. He did the job. By the time he brought the furniture, the one I was supposed to bring, put in my living room, and he brought the furniture, I looked at it and told him, my brother, if I see when I come into my house and I see this furniture every day, that I will lament. So the best thing for me is that you just, as you are bringing it, just take it back. Just take it back. And my wife was considering asking him to correct it or, or keep it and ask him to refund you and all that. So I said, if I may fact that I will see it, it will make me offended. So let him just take it back. Whether he chooses to refund me or not is not my problem. I just do not want to see it. And that's the sad tale of many people when it comes to handy people. So maybe Joseph was a carpenter. But the truth is that even though he walked with his hands, the scripture described him as a just man. Many of us might not understand who a just man is. If you check other translations, King James called it, just man. Contemporary English version calls it a good man. NIV says a man that is faithful to the law. Message translation calls it I know he will not be able to follow but message translation calls it a noble man. And a good good news translation, the good news Bible says a man who always does what is right. Praise the Lord. Joseph was a just man. He was a good man. He was faithful to the law of the Lord and the law of the land. He was a noble man. He was a man who always does what is right. He wasn't a man who was seen as a nobleman in the church. He was a man who was seen as a nobleman in the church and in the society. He was a man who always does what is right. Whether he's in the church, whether he's at home, whether he's in the office, he has nothing to do with where he was. He was a man who at all times does what is right. You think it's by looking at me and I'm holding microphone and I'm preaching that makes me, oh, I'm, I'm a good man. No. No. The kind of person that God wants to use, the man that is supposed to be there to guide the Lord Jesus in this earth during his birth has to be a just man. We don't give Joseph enough credit. You think that because Jesus was God, while he was a child, he needed no guidance? You think because he was God as a child, he didn't need a guidance? Who can be saddled with the responsibility of guiding the Lord in his youth? 
That man has to be a just man. A just man. The fact that he was a carpenter, he has to be a just man. The fact that he's a mechanic, he has to be a just man. How many of you have seen a just mechanic before? <laughs> Some of you are looking at yourselves now. <laughs> Hallelujah. We have absolutely no reason not to be just. Somebody will say, oh, because of my job. My job does not allow me. Joseph was a carpenter. Now, I've always asked. I used to ask my friends who are lawyers. Is it possible to be born again and be doing this thing that you are doing? <laughs> I don't know. Pastor. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Sorry, Pastor, I forgot. Anyway, Pastor, I now understand why you left that job and gave up. <laughs> this one is this one is holier than the other one. <laughs> just man. Put your hands together for our senior pastor. He was a just man. But to be honest, some jobs are very difficult. <laughs> pastor. You know, I'm in a, a group of people who is, we decided that we need to begin to send missionaries to all these areas, to the police force, to different places we consider corrupt, to the custom. Oh my God, you have no idea what holds on there. You have no idea what goes on there. There are places that are stinking. To the government, we want to begin to sponsor missionaries. Missionary does not mean he's going there to carry Bible. He's a just man. And we are saying, join the police force. And see that police force as your mission work. And they will be sponsoring you. Police salary is 50000 We will make it to 150000 We'll be supporting you every month. So that you can go there and represent the kingdom. So we want to push you. We just need volunteers. Where do you want to go? I want to go to the custom. I want to go to the police. Because we need to represent the kingdom in every way. And trust me, people of God. You can be a just man, irrespective of what you do. Is it possible to be a just man and be a politician in Nigeria? That person that is shouting, yes. <laughs> we'll send you there. <laughs> Praise the Lord. But it is possible. Praise the Lord. If we have just men in politics, it's only a matter of time. They will frustrate you. They will make your life miserable. But you keep pushing. Praise the Lord. You take it as your calling. That is what we call apostle in the marketplace. You stay there and you do the work of the kingdom. And you ensure that the kingdom prevails. And you remain just. When, when there is anything to be done that affects the integrity of the kingdom, you stand up for the kingdom. There was one man. He was um, a police champion. And everybody was applauding him that he was the king of police. He was always doing what was right and all that. But unfortunately, they now captured him selling drugs. I don't know if you know the man. I don't want to mention his name. He's now in prison. But he was the police champion. He was a just man, in quote, until he was captured on camera selling cocaine. Selling cocaine. I know someone who is a tongue-speaking Christian. But his job, where he makes money, is a lawyer. is from defending cocaine pushers. So, when they come into the country, the police arrest them. They will say, don't worry, don't worry. We get a lawyer, we will go help you. We get a lawyer. They will call him, he will go there, charge them big money, and then 
help them reduce sentence, everything. They go to jail one year, six months. They come out. They live their life with all their money. And the brother was happy because he was making a lot of money to get those drugs, drug addicts, I mean drug uh, business people, reduced sentence. Our system does not allow just men. Praise the Lord. Our system does not allow just men. The system Joseph lived in did not allow just men. You know, we talk about that time. You just say, oh, they brought, and then the, the angel visited Mary and told her she would conceive. And it was a simple thing. And then Joseph, they, they, he just decided it was not a simple thing. You know, when you begin to read story, it becomes normal to you. I want to read verse 18. Now, the birth of Jesus Christ was as follows. After his mother, Mary, was betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, that means before he consummated it, before he slept with her, she was found with a child of the Holy Spirit. Let me ask you. Joseph tried. (laughs) Joseph, he tried. You are engaged to be married to someone. And then she came to you and said, I'm pregnant. Please, please. And she said, I didn't sleep with anybody. <laughs> you want to? Re- <laughs> okay, she said his men that can answer. <laughs> See, I- I'm not saying you are the. Um, you know, if you are the lady and your, your boyfriend comes to you, another lady came and said, uh, um, he impregnated me. You have already believed it before she said it. <laughs> this one is the one you want to marry. And Korokoro, you are seeing she's pregnant. And she says, I didn't sleep with anybody. And just imagine, please imagine it in your head. She said, I was conceived of the Holy Spirit. in this place will believe her? Nobody. Nobody. And she's crying, trying to explain to you, this is not how it is. I'm telling you, I'm telling you. And you are saying, are you out of your mind? Are you out of your mind? But Joseph, you know, Even as foolish as it sounded, Joseph began to be in his room and was asking, what am I going to do about this thing? I don't want to embarrass this woman. Is there a way I can put her away quietly so people won't notice? Hey, what kind of a person is that? No, no vindictiveness. What kind of a person is that? I don't know if I can do that. I don't know. I don't know if I can do that. Honestly, as I'm thinking about it, I don't know if I can do that. Uh -uh. Just to put her away quietly so that there's no shame on her what is the first thing that we do now in this age <laughs> please give 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 her the microphone <laughs> praise the lord this time and age we all this i will call the family meeting and i tell pastor <laughs> Put your hands together for her. <laughs> pastor, you have seen so many things. No, Pastor, there's nothing he doesn't hear. <laughs> he has heard, he has, honestly, I pity Pastor sometimes when he hears something. 
<laughs> Some very useless things he was here. Somebody says social media. You know the first thing you post? Like, you just post. If, okay. Yes, sir. There is one Dr. Shola now that people are reporting uh, whatever is going on in their marriage. I'm sure some of us will have seen it. So he has a lot of followers, and people will say, "I've been married for two months. The guy did not touch me. The guy did not sleep with me. And uh, what should I do? Should I stay? Should I leave?" And uh, people are. <laughs> We'll try to comport himself a little bit, but in the, in the nowadays social media, he will start to post certain things. You know their status. The woman will, will post men are dogs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, she's not calling his neighbor. She yeah. just post yeah. men are dogs. If it's a woman, she will just post like I have a snake in my house. <laughs> Yeah. I beg, I beg. If a woman posts men are dogs, who can she be talking to, talking about? So once you know the woman, you will know who she's talking about. We try. <laughs> okay, good. Yeah, I was saying the, the, the men of now will not easily just throw it out like that. They will try to create some attention. Like that post, men are this or women are this. They will say, this life shah, you know, just doing something. People start asking you, ah, you know, all the all the, the simple one they do is they just put a post a picture where they are like this. <laughs> and then someone will now call, ah you what you okay? Say, ah, my brother, if you know as here, you know. So uh, that's why I think and one thing Joseph did while I was meditating is that he went quietly to meditate on this. He didn't call people talk about it. And that's what happens when God puts something in your heart. And even when the Holy Spirit spoke to him. You know, nowadays now there's so much, uh, pastor called it opinionated. Yeah, too much opinionated. You want opinion. So even when you, even when they tell you the Lord said, you still go and discuss it. And then before you know it, you you just uh, advert what God wanted to do. So that spirit of comportment, this man the Holy, Holy Spirit spoke to him. He said, he just said, okay, that was it. How many of us today can even say, even our pastor says, it's God that told me this thing. And you just go home. You won't go and discuss it. You know? And that discussion, that's where the problem comes. Put your hands together for him, Minister Bride. Okay, let pastor talk and then you talk. Uh, let, let, me, let me say something. You know, even if he forgave her, say, Mary, just your story, he get her to be. And he forgave her. When the stomach is showing, his guys will call him. Say, guy, come. How far? <laughs> you are engaged to this girl. That means, say, you don't be man enough. They help you, they polish your girl. So, come and explain yourself. At that point in time, he will be forced to explain. They say today, say, you go explain time. So, let me read this one. They see if he says, Joseph was a good man and did not want to embarrass Mary in front of everyone. As pained as he was, as disgraceful as the story was, I mean, you, when you say somebody's your fiancé, you've announced it. You cannot unannounce what you have announced. And even with all that, I want to agree with you. That Joseph was a special man. With all the evidence stacked against Mary, he still did not want to embarrass her. Today is eye for eye, blow for blow. Do me, I do you. Peace square. God, no go verse. <laughs> How many of us? You can forgive somebody, but you will not save them from the embarrassment. Another translation, let me, I think NIV says something. This thing you're saying is a good story for all of us to, to go and think about. It says, because Joseph, her husband, was a righteous man. That's another description. And did not want to expose her to public disgrace. 
How many of us can be wounded so badly by somebody? And you block disgrace by yourself. You block disgrace by yourself. Yes, you block the person's disgrace. Let's, it's Christmas season. This is what happened in the first Christmas. Let us go and look in our hearts. Can God pick any one of us for such an assignment? Anybody that match your toe, you kick the person. Okay, match, kick. <laughs> yes, they match you, you kick the person. And anytime our ego seems to be at risk, so that we don't look smaller than we want people to see us, we're ready to destroy any other person's reputation. He wanted to do it quietly. A word is sufficient for the wise. Put your hands together for our senior pastor. Okay, that also tells me that we should begin to walk towards protecting our own. A brother sins now. A sister sins. You have a microphone outside. <laughs> His gossip points. <laughs> we need we need to look at Joseph. <laughs> we really need to study Joseph. We we need to look at Joseph was a man of character. And I tell you, it's not in how, I don't know how to put it. You know, some of us carry ourselves. You are very holy, you are holy. Your character is zero. Zero. This translation, the Passion translation says... That's Matthew 1 verse 19. Her fiancé, Joseph, was a righteous man full of integrity. He was a righteous man and he was full of what? Integrity. And he didn't want to disgrace her. When he learned of her pregnancy, he secretly planned to break off the engagement. What is integrity? You have no claim to be want to be called a just person if you lack integrity. You say what you mean and you mean what you say and whatever you say, you do. Let me read another translation. for I, I, This message, no, we must continue this message on Sunday. <laughs> Joseph, good news translation says, Joseph was a man who always did what was right. Hello? When it is easy, when it is not easy, he always did what was right. There's, um, there's a God's word. Let me read God's word for you as well. God's word says, Her husband, Joseph, was an honorable man. It's not the house of assembly people. Honorable this, honorable that. You know, honor nothing. This Joseph was an honorable man. I did not want to disgrace her publicly. So he decided to break the marriage agreement with her secretly. Honorable, righteous man, always did what was right. The truth is this. The word Joseph in this case is not necessarily, necessarily gender specific. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. What about the women? Do we have just women? Honorable women, those that will do the right thing, those that will not do eye for an eye. Ah, come on now. Let's clap for Pastor Collins. Thank you. Thank you so much, Pastor. You know, I kept thinking about Joseph. I said, why have we neglected this man for so long? <laughs> why? Somebody that was saddled with I don't know if there's any responsibility apart from the one that Jesus did as big as the one that Joseph did. A few chapters, 
were dedicated to him. Just a few verses. He was a just man. Just men are people who stand for the truth irrespective of what the world says. Minister Bright wants to share something. Okay. I'm thinking. I'm going to ask, maybe. Okay, let, let Pastor help us. Is it dark? Some, somehow, somehow. So, is. Where are you going with this? Is that an honorable <laughs> question? So, what you're saying is that maybe because somebody has told him, no, when no, the no. thing happened, he first parad, then he rearranged himself, say, ah. So that means his heart was not there. No, that's no, not I'm thinking. I'm just thinking that <laughs> you know the, the, the prophecy have come long time ago. So is it uh, so if the prophecy that you marry a babe, she will get the kid, or she will get Belen, all your friends will be laughing at you. Won't you jump and pass? Am I the only man? Let her <laughs> marry somebody else. Let me go the easy way. The Bible says he did not have any sexual relationship with her. Till after she had the child, he slept on the same bed in the same room. He n- nothing, Pastor. That one is a is is a. <laughs> you, you don't understand. You don't understand. Joseph is not an ordinary man. Is is not ordinary. Man. You know, I was saying he didn't know her until after. Ah, uh-uh. kilo de. Kilo de, even when my wife carried Bele, I, I cannot wait to. <laughs> even women will not wait. If you marry them, you will say nine months. No, no, they will shame you. They will, sh- they will put you on social media. I, I even quarreled. Immediately she gave birth and she was telling me to still do it. I mean, I was like, Kilo de, what is your problem? <laughs> what is that? That you are born, you are born. What is Kilo <laughs> What is that? Joseph waited. I don't want to interrupt the the business of God. I don't want to be the one to prevent what God is about to do. I don't want to be the one. I will wait. I will wait. This thing has to do with God's business. I will wait. Some of us to wait. No. And I'm not talking about sex now. To wait on God's promises. To wait on what God is about to do. How, how, how patient are we going to wait? God has said, I'm going to do this and you are waiting. One day, two days, he has not done it. You are beginning to shiver. Oh God. Oh God. I heard one story. It's a very sad story. About people who get married and they are waiting. I heard there's a group of people now that call themselves matrons and they baptize it with, with being churchy, being brothers and sisters and being Christians. And they tell you that God is going to meet your need. In fact, as I speak, you are pregnant. I thought it was a joke when somebody was telling me because I was trying to support a, a couple who was about to have a child. And they said they were about to have a child that they're just trusting God. And then I saw the counsel of a Christian doctor. I said, that woman cannot be pregnant. I said, ah. He said, that's a group of people who now come and say you are pregnant. And they'll begin to give you some drugs and some things. And your tummy will be swelling. And your tummy will be swelling. And you go and do a scan. And nothing is there. You go and do a scan. They said they went to three hospitals to do scans. Nothing was there. But he told me confidently that they told him that it's a miracle child. That his miracle children are not detected by. Not detected by, baby, by scans. And then you pay somebody to help God because you are not willing to wait. You're not willing to wait. We know that God is about to do this. But you know, there's a sister who came to me and told me that she has waited four years for a child. And somebody told her, 
Come, I'll take you somewhere. And he told her that, please, don't worry about all the things that will be done. Because they will make you wear Thai white wrapper. And they will put a pot in front of you. Please, just ignore those things. And just focus on what you want to achieve. And she said, no matter how desperate I am, I am willing to wait. This lady I speak about, she's with child now. I just told her that she was planning to move to Canada. I told her that I know what God is about to do. That God does not want your child to be born here. God wants your child to be born in Canada. She, she had waited six years. God does not want your child to be born here. God wants your child to be born in Canada. She moved to Canada with her husband. Five months after she moved, she, become, she became pregnant. Five months. People that have waited seven years. No IVF, no special treatment, absolutely nothing. The same person, they say, go and tie rapper in front of Calabash. You see, we need to see how disciplined Joseph was. Are you willing to wait? We are not willing to wait. Just men are men of character. Men that stand for the truth. It doesn't matter. You know, I heard one announcement. That the Catholic Church have said, okay, now we can now bless same-sex marriage. You know, Mario just blessed them. And I said, what is this? What is the meaning of this? You see how the world is creeping into the church and the church is succumbing to the world. A just man will say, wrong is wrong. It does not matter how many years it takes, wrong is wrong. Knowledge will increase and the love of many will wask. That is exactly what is happening. You're beginning to think that you didn't know what was right before. That now, maybe God didn't really mean it that way. And you look at the church. And you do not see the move of God. And you ask yourself, why? You ask yourself, why? And you want to make a pastor. You want to make a minister. You want to make a deacon. And you don't see anybody. But you have to make somebody. That's why our pastors, our deacons, empty people. Next thing you catch them, they say, I'm just a man now. I'm just a man. Joseph was just a man. This is the Christmas message the world needs to hear now. It's not Santa Claus and the Christmas tree we need. Because Bible says, darkness shall cover the earth and gross darkness the people. Then shall the, your light rise and you should shine forth in that day. This thing you're talking about pregnancy, I know of a case. Somebody I know. It is a transaction. They package you, they make you dress in a certain way. This one, they didn't give any drugs. They'll be tying something for you, you'll be looking pregnant. When you say you go for delivery, they have told a woman, yes. usually a young girl that doesn't have an experience, that the child she bore died. They moved the child out. And they will console her that it's better you don't see the body of the child. And a small girl never had the child before exactly. goes home. Exactly what they do. They will now carry that child and present to the woman they have the deal with. I know what I'm talking about. Because I asked the person, I say, where is the placenta that you used to have this child? She could not answer me. The child died. And I told the person, your, your sins are many. Because you are not pregnant. How can you Go and take a child. You don't know where the child came from. That must be somebody's child. Because you cannot wait. 
my, my friend, even if you cannot wait, go and adopt a child. What is this? You're tripping about your biology. What is in your genes that we've never seen before? <laughs> your gene. There was a couple that I know very well. They couldn't have a child. And I said, I have an adopted child. Not out of need, out of love. I have three biological children, but I have an adopted child. So it's not because I don't have a child. The child fell in love with me. Oh yeah, let's make with they go. You know what I found out? The husband refused to agree. The husband told the wife, the wife had to come and tell me that. He said that, eh, how can they adopt a child? Supposing Christ, they, the family of the child, where they're born. Trace your own history. Let me, I can, I, can, I can do it for you. You'll be surprised what is in your past. What a nonsense are you talking about? You think you're all that. There are children that don't have parents. So what is this trip? Eh, now my blood. Eh, it's blood of Jesus. All the children in church, you don't have a child. How come you're not loving these children? Until you're born one. Which child wakes up in the morning and is praying for you? The Bible says train up a child the way it should go. It didn't say train up your child. You cannot, if you have just trained only your child, you have not started. Bible says if you greet those who greet you, you are not better than the Pharisees. If you love those that love you, you are not better than the scribes. You have to go beyond that. You're tripping when you say you love your children. No, you don't love children. You are just starting. You have to love your children and love other children. As you born your own, so they born other people's children as well. This Joseph, I agree, was a just one. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you so much, Pastor. Yeah, they told me that they, they actually get some other person's child, you know, and give the person... If they delay a little bit, it means they've not been able to find someone that they will bring the child. And then you take somebody's child and, and you take the child because you are desperate to have your own child. You see how impatient and waiting can be very difficult. Many of us are waiting for jobs, waiting for so many things. I remember one lady who came to my office working with a bank and she was on probation and the probation was about to end. She had not met her target. And she kept telling me, please, you need to open this account. Just tell me whatever you want, I will do. Whatever you want, I will do. And I even told her, please stop saying that. She said, honestly, right now, or anything. Because of a job. Because of a job. Okay, Minister Bright. Somebody should help him. He's, he's not supposed to be coming there all the time. You, you uh, help, help him with the mics next time, okay? The, the key point, like Pastor said there, is the waiting. The waiting, you know. Uh, I also realize that another misconception is this thing about wanting to protect a name. Oh, I don't want my name to be wiped out. And I, I don't want my name to be wiped out. And so you want to do, and God has, you ask for blessing, God has actually blessed you with certain sex of child or one thing or the other. And then you want to say, no, 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 no. Some people say, hey, I'm supposed to have four. I'm supposed to have five. You know? And they even tell you, you know, of, of all these things, they want to make a name so that my name will not be wiped out. And I just say, are you kidding me? Who told you the child will keep a name that is frustrated? A name, <laughs> a name that does not... I'm telling you. Oh you see this God. thing, name? If a, a parent, if a child say he's keeping his father's name, two things are involved, you know? Father, it may not be material wealth <laughs> or any... It may not be wealth because someone will think that maybe it's because of money. I've seen people retain their father's name in marriage and even the husband has no problem with it. Mm-hmm. Because the name commands power. Mm-hmm. But let's talk about, let's leave material now. If you see a son, a daughter says, my father, my father, my father. 
even when the man did not build anything. There must be something. So instead of people to work on their character, like I'm saying, you are busy saying you want to protect a name. A name that people wouldn't even want to keep. Because if they mention the name, it will even cause them misfortune. So they, want, they don't want to mention it. They would rather want to associate with another name. You know, and that's why the Bible says a good name is better. You know, so we have to change this uh, equation. It's better the one God says than try to protect a name. Whose name... Who has spoken when God has not spoken? Who told you your name is that important like that? That you want to do anything, you know, to achieve it? I think enough has been said. Put your hands together for Minister Bright. When Joseph decided to put her away secretly, it teaches us something about when you have issues with your spouse. You must first decide that you want to amend the relationship. You want to amend whatever it is that is a problem. And I'm not saying that when you are going through physical abuse, you should stay there. That's the exception. But whatever it is can be resolved. We must make effort. Sometimes, if you ask yourself why you're not trying to reconcile, it's just because of the pride you have on the inside of you. If you check it very well. If it's something that, has not, that does not have to do with physical abuse, physical abuse that your life is being threatened, then I think it can be amended. Some things are very difficult. I might not be able to say, you would say that I have not been in that shoes. I have not, been, I have not seen what women do to men or what men do to women or the kind of things that, there are some things that are really very horrible. But what I'm saying is that you must have given it some thought, like Joseph did, before he decided to put her away. Even when he did decide to put her away, he had a dream. And when you are looking for a solution, trust me, people of God, you will find a solution. Praise the Lord. Joseph gave it some thought. In verse 20, the Bible said, but while he thought about these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take your Take to you, Mary, your wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. Now, Joseph was spoken to by the angel and told him that this thing that is in your wife is of the Holy Spirit. And the Bible said in verse 21, and of course, verse 22, so all this was done that it might be fulfilled, blah, blah, blah. Behold, um, and then verse 31, and in 24, sorry. Then Joseph, being aroused from sleep, did as the angel of the Lord has commanded him and took to him his wife. Now, that singular statement in verse 24, you don't know what it means. It means that Joseph decided that I am going to despise the shame and be with a woman who is carrying a child that is not mine. For a man that has a good reputation, do you know what that means to his reputation? For a man of his character that is just like that, to be with a woman who, in quote, may have fornicated. And if you ask him, he will say, the Lord told me. What are you willing to risk for what the Lord said? What are you willing to risk? What is it that the Lord has told us that seems so difficult for men to understand? But you do not care about what men will say. Your focus is on what God said. Did you know that it's possible that people will look at Joseph? You're not making my furniture anymore. Do you know they could say in the church, I'm sorry if you don't put her away, you're not serving in the church. Do you know it's possible in the church they will tell Joseph, I'm sorry you have a back seat. Do you know all that may have been done to Joseph's reputation? But Joseph was focused and he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded. Nothing else mattered. Nothing else mattered. When you do what God says, and people of God, all the time, it's going to be difficult. 
It's going to be very difficult. It's going to be very, very difficult. Some people are going to look at you and say, you are not okay. I think he has lost his senses. Some people will recommend that you go to a psychiatric care because you are focused on what God said. It does not have to be rational. Praise the Lord. It doesn't. The only thing that matters is that God said it. Sometimes we wonder, maybe I had a bad dream. God cannot say this. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Maybe it's just a bad dream. Some of... <laughs> oh, it's all right. It's looking for trouble. <laughs> God is so holy. There's no way God would have said it. And you know, God does not need to explain anything to us. It can be very difficult to obey God, though. But you see, for Joseph, irrespective of how difficult it was, he just focused. And we can try. We can try. I'm saying we can try because I know it's not easy. By the time you do it the first time and do what God says, irrespective of anything, do it the second time, do it the third time. You have the habit of doing it. And people are wondering, how are you surviving? You say, in the beginning, it wasn't so easy. But now I'm used to just following God. <laughs> Praise the Lord. I used to just follow God. Forgive me, senior pastor is here. One day he was talking to me on the phone. I just told him that, Pastor, you're not a normal human person. <laughs> you're not a normal human being. You cannot be normal. <laughs> People that follow God, they, they can't be normal. They can't be normal. They can't be. I'm, I'm serious. They cannot be normal. Look at Oyedebo. Do you know where he went to altar? Do you know how that place was those years? How can a normal person say, God said I should go there and you are going there? Is, is, he, is he okay? It cannot be normal. But God said it. I'm going there. Oh, oh. Redemption camp. Now you see, we just go to redeem camp. You think it was like that before. They're not normal. They're not normal. You can be abnormal. <laughs> Praise the Lord. <laughs> no, it just reminds me how my wife used to tell me that I'm not normal. <laughs> Praise the Lord. I don't care. I don't do this. I don't, I don't care. If this is where I'm, where God is leading me to, that's where I'm going. Oh. There's nothing anybody can say about it. Oh. I'm sure that I heard from God. This is where God is leading me. Can I add, can I add a little pepper to this thing? So Mary says that this child is of the Holy Ghost. He said, okay, let's. Let's go. You know, a human being says he believes your prophecy. It's not with all their hearts. They will be coming along. So when the child is about to be born, how come there was no in? No what? No in. In. There, there's no room. If God's child wants to be born, how come he's in a manger? Do you know what a manger is? Where sheep sleep, they poo poo there, there's hay there. It's not sanitary. How come that was the only place? That is enough reason to say, Mary, God, this God. cannot be God. the child of God. Ordinary children are born in hospital. Midwives are there. There was no midwife. And Joseph stayed in a manger. The source of the blessing would normally predetermine how it will land. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. His friends must have heard and come to meet him and say, Joseph, you see they here. Inside a manger, you try to say, now here, this child is born. Where the angel that spoke to you? And many times, we are all guilty. When we're tracking somebody's prophecy and we begin to judge it, we don't know the end of the matter. We're prejudging the end. Ah, let God be true and every man a liar. Mm. Praise the Lord. Put your hands together for the Lord. I want us to do a sober reflection. Go back. There's a lot we can see from this man. There's a lot we can see. He was disciplined. He didn't say, God, as you put this one inside this one now, let me be... Enjoying somebody else, spending when she gave birth. No. <laughs> he didn't do that. 
He didn't do that. He was focused on, it was an assignment for him. He was focused on it. And I know that this world brings with it, with it a lot of distraction, a lot of things that make us feel that God is not really the way, this Christianity thing, we're taking it too seriously. That's how, so, so, I mean, it's not really as serious as that. But people of God, I want to go to heaven. And I know many of us do. I'm doing my best. We should do our best to ensure that we appear before God as just men. I'd like us to rise up on our feet. I'd like us to begin to talk to God about ourselves. God, please have mercy on us. God, please forgive us. We've seen an ordinary man who you gave the greatest assignment on earth to bring forth the man Jesus. And he did it with all diligence. He did it like he had the world in his hands and he did not fail. God, this little thing that you have given me it may seem little before God, men, but Lord, I will do it with all my might. Please give me the grace to be disciplined like Joseph. Give me the grace to appear just before you and before men. I won't be among the people that will say, God sees my heart. Even whatever you see, men will see. Because my inside will reflect what is, my outside will reflect what is on my inside. God, please help me. I would like you to pray, God, please help me. God, please help me. Every day we need your grace. Every day show us your mercy. Because we fall down by the wayside. But God, have mercy on us. Have mercy because in this world we want to appear just. We do not want to, people to look up to, upon us and drag your name to the mud. People shall be able to testify of the truth. He serves or she serves the living God. God have mercy on us. Help me not to be distracted. Help me to wait on you. Thank you, Lord. Father, we thank you for this teaching this discussion thank you for the x-ray of the man Joseph as you spoke Lord we looked at our lives and we plead for mercy find us worthy again oh God that we might be able to handle the assignment you have placed in our hands thank you Lord because today we make a renewed dedication that we will serve you Come what may, Lord, we will serve you. Blessed be your holy name. In Jesus' matchless name we have prayed. Church, put your hands together for the Lord. Thank you. Thank you, Lord.